0: Muddy Media. Hello, everyone. Look at me all set to talk romantically about the last time Forrest graced the Premier League in 98, 99, going all Dave Bassett, and then, well, the Championship of 2020 happened. And Charlton. This is the Totally Football League show where no-one wants to go up automatically. 1999, and the Wenger boys were all boom, boom, boom. I was still at school. Sam Parkin, I think you were tearing up as a trainee at Chelsea, were you not, in 1999?
1: Uh, Hammersmith Palais, every Friday and Saturday.
0: Yeah, ready to be loaned out (laughs) to uh, other palais that were available. Uh, Adrian Clark was contemplating a little spell at Carlisle United. yeah, I don't want to talk about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Very small spell. And Joe Crilly from William Hill wasn't old enough to bet, but his beloved Bolton were... Uh, Just relegated, were they? <laughs> yeah, back in the first division. Good years, 1999. Uh, we are back from Miami. Well, me and Joe don't like to brag. With the corker of the show, we've got Nigel Clough on the way. He talks about his future. The club's future. What else have we missed since we were last here, myself and Joe? Anything you'd like to tell us about?
1: Probably two of the best shows since the
2: um, podcast been the running. Last time I'd say. we were here, yeah, Matt Davis had us was really funny. He's been on fire in it. Yeah, oh, he has so very funny. funny.
0: I mean, he's brilliant, isn't he? And what
2: that posh bookie, that posh bookie, outstanding,
0: wasn't he? <laughs> she has <She laughs> <is>
2: been sensational.
0: <laughs> hey, all right, Joe. How are you? Miami, then. Should we just brag about that for a bit? <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, it looks yeah, like you, not... you
3: forgot your sun cream, mate. You're looking a little bit pink. Well, it was very warm, very hot what 26 27 degrees i don't
0: know i was working joe
3: i was a little bit hot when our jaylo came out joseph
1: i'll tell you that much
0: does all her own um, tricks doesn't she i watched that film on the way over hustlers oh yeah yeah not a fan of it really but she does have great core strength <laughs> there is my super bowl review done onto the championship
4: you're listening to the totally football league show
1: in association with william hill
0: The Championship then, and will the real promotion candidates stand up? It was a draw between Leeds and Brentford, plus Nottingham Forest were shocked, shocked by Charlton. Big wins for Blackburn, draws for Swansea QPR, Wigan 2-2 with Middlesbrough. And it's 3-3 for Scott Hogan as Barnsley slumped to nine points from safety, losing at home to Birmingham. That's Tuesday done. Wednesday could change everything, so insert your own Wednesday words of wisdom here. Tuesday evening's results, only one place to start. The big winners were those that did not play Adrian Clark, sam Park in West Brom and Fulham after Brentford won, Leeds won. You were there, Sam, and it was beyond or below expectation.
1: We probably would have anticipated me sitting here saying, what a great advert for championship football. The whole nation saw just how competitive this division is, but I thought it was all a bit meh, to be be honest, especially the second half. I thought the, the pace of the game, the tempo in the first period was... Sensational really, but it was littered with errors.
3: Mark it back to the defence and back to square one. Oh, Kassi has missed that. Oh, and that's gifted on a plate from Ben Rama. And
4: it's Harrison who takes it. In it goes. Ray has
1: missed it. Chance for Leeds. Yes! yes! Leeds United equalise, and it's Liam Cooper's first goal of the season. And what a time to get it. Chaos from the corner. I haven't seen Brentford that sloppy with the ball. Uh, trying to play out uh, for a long time. They gave the ball away in real dangerous areas, the fullbacks in particular. But I thought it was, in the whole, a night of recovery for Leeds. I thought they were the better side, should have won the game, and I thought the midfield were brilliant, especially Calvin Phillips, who gave a, a sensational individual performance. And we probably wouldn't be talking about Leeds having this horrendous
2: time if Calvin Phillips had remained uh, available. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, how did the pressing go? Because I've seen them in the first half of games be brilliant, go man to man and absolutely swarm all over teams and then fade. Did they manage to maintain it through the 90 minutes or not?
1: No, absolutely that. I thought the starting positions from the first whistle of Harrison and Costa in particular proved very problematic for Brentford to to play through that. Um, And yeah, the man for man thing was really in evidence last night. I just felt it was it was with the ball where the, the central trio of Phillips, Click, and Hernandez just had the upper hand over Brentford from the first whistle to the extent where they actually just sat off Calvin Phillips in the set, second half and just created a line of three and allowed him to have it in deep positions where he couldn't really hurt mm. Brentford. But in the first half, the movement of Click and Hernandez in particular just pushed Brentford back, further back, further back where their midfield couldn't have any impact on the game. They were the better side and it was a night where Brentford's front three for once just didn't click into gear. So Mm. I think a night of recovery for for Leeds and maybe a night for the nation just to calm down a little (laughs) bit on the Brentford front because we've been guilty of it as well.
0: Mm -hmm. It's funny, we had a little chat beforehand and we said if that front three of Brentford was playing for Leeds, then Leeds would be Mm. already right in Premier League next to their their (laughs) name, wouldn't they? But of course, that's the way. Although, are you surprised that There hasn't, or there wasn't, more of a shift to try and address that that issue up front for Leeds during January and and what we've seen before.
2: I'm not surprised because it's Bielsa, isn't it? It's just little changes here and there. And and, yeah, yeah. and even with his substitutions, we've been over it time and time again last season, this season, minimal changes. I think he's got a big decision to make over the keeper, hasn't he? I mean, he's had a shocking week. (laughs) Kiko Kassir, he's cost them at Forest, he cost them a, a win. Last night at Griffin Park, I would change it based on. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of uh, Meslier, the kid who played against Arsenal, but I thought he was really good in the FA Cup game against the Gunners. And I mean, how much w- worse can it get, really, for Leeds? His confidence is, is shot, I think. It,
0: it's funny you say that because, sorry, Sam, but Lee Camp, the change was made. You know, he, he dropped Lee Camp, didn't he? Birmingham, and he, he brings him back in, Pep Clotet, and they've won six, drawn three, lost none, four penalty saves, two clean sheets, one assist. Is it all about the mentality of the keeper? So you've got to be strong enough that if that drop happens, to come back in with something to prove as, as Lee Camp has done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, in my mind, he has to take him out of the firing line now. It's not to say he won't play again this season and be important potentially in a in a playoff campaign. But Meslier that played at Arsenal and was fantastic his yeah. distribution anyway in the first half. He's on the bench tonight. Something has to give. I mean, I'm a little bit reluctant to really criticise Bielsa in terms of the way that they play because he is the godfather um, (laughs) according to so many of the managers but I think he has to take a little bit of criticism just because he plays the same way more or less yes with the ball it is sensational at times but the input of Costa and, and Harrison for example it's not been good enough. They've not been scoring enough goals. They've not been taking that burden off Patrick Bamford. And last night, I thought in the first half, they were a little bit higher and held their positions and they had a bit more of an attacking threat. But we're still talking about the same thing this morning. And mm. we, we don't know the finances at the club. In an ideal world, they would have had the money to go and get... Ivan Tony, Lyle Taylor, even Naki Wells, yeah. I think for four or five million to just give them that push this season. So they're questions that the Leeds supporters are completely within their right to be asking because with that striker, they get promoted, I think.
0: Rob M asks, when Ben Rama being linked with a number of Premier League clubs, do you think he has what it takes to make an impression at the top level? I haven't seen much of him this season, but after watching him on Tuesday against Leeds, I felt he was guilty of being very sloppy in possession, says Rob M via Twitter.
1: Rob's pretty much hit the nail on the head in terms of last night's performance. He would produce a little nutmeg and uh, get the crowd off their seats and then the next time he'd receive the ball, he'd give it away in a really dangerous area and he was guilty in the first half. I've criticised the, the fullbacks. Rico Henry, I thought, was poor for an hour last night and dowsgard Ben Rama was guilty in the same way, just being over-elaborate in his own half and with that aggressive press and the energy that Leeds have got himself into some really difficult situations. But mm. to answer the first part of the question, yeah, I think someone will take a punt on him. I think he is good enough to go to a team, not a team probably challenging for the uh, European positions, but
2: certainly a team in the middle of the table. We'd add something to those. Thoughts. He's a hundred percent good enough for the Premier League. He will frustrate on occasion. It's as simple as that. You get that with a lot of these Maverick, Flair players, don't you? You just have to look at the end product. Mm. Now, I there are a lot of players like uh, Bram Branram that look like him but don't score goals or assists but just look flashy. And in the case of them, I would be really wary. But he he marries it with m product. Twenty four goal goal involvements last year, ten goals, fourteen assists. He's, he's got nine goals, five assists this year. I think it, he would he would score goals and make goals in the top flight, no problem.
0: Yeah, very much like Pat Mahomes, hey Joe? Uh, Nottingham Forest Neil Charlton Athletic 1 we expected to roll into this and talk about Forest going up Lamucci got his team selection wrong didn't he
1: well he got two decisions wrong that was to try and um, give the fullbacks a rest well he did give the fullbacks a rest which was really poor I think especially having witnessed the reverse fixture at the Valley where 45 minutes Nottingham Forest did not get a kick so, for him to underestimate Lee, Lee Bowyer's side last night is really poor. I think, on the back of such a morale boosting victory over Leeds, Charlton, on the face of it, have been having a really poor time, but they have got a lot of their better players back now. Let's not get away from that. Cullen's back. Davis has come in. Taylor, Hemed, the front two. Ostema. You know, they're looking more like the team from the start of the season. So, for him to underestimate that, I think he's got it badly wrong last night.
2: He said that, that Sambasau had a niggle, um, that um, Graben had a knee problem, Abi-Obi not quite right. we we'll have to believe him on that. But if you've got those three key players that you don't want to risk, you don't then add to it by resting the fullbacks. I mean it's one of those even if you want to it's like hang on I've got three players that I think I need to rest I'll, I'll, I'll stick everybody else the same I think it was really it was a little bit arrogant of, of Lamushi last night he definitely took liberties with Charlton and he paid the price great goal by the way
1: Nabisar intervenes early ball in and it's Taylor 1-0 Charlton what an excellent goal that is as well Lyle
2: Taylor celebrates his ninth of the season. love the cross. I'm not a massive fan of Nabi Sarr. I think he's been a bit dodgy defensively this season. But the, the cross was was magnificent, as was the finish from from, uh, from Lyle Taylor. So well done. Well done, Charlton. It was the kind of game Forest don't like. They had most of the ball, I think 57% possession. It's just not their kind of thing, is it? No. They, they they want to play on the counter like they did against Leeds. So no, it's a learning Evening, I think, for, for Lamushi. I think Forest fans won't won't forgive him if he does it again. It's one of those, you say, you've been brilliant, we'll let you off for this one, don't do it again. He'll have, um, he'll have sat in the office, probably not Sunday, when was the Leeds game? Saturday evening, so Sunday
1: and Monday morning before training. This won't have been done on a whim, they'd have probably looked at the statistics, they probably would have looked at videos of Charlton, and he's made a risk a calculated risk and it's it's backfired really he'd have thought who needs a rest we can't risk the the injured players we should be able to beat Charlton at home with with uh, a couple of the fringe players and (laughs) it looks a little bit silly this morning and
2: and I think it reminds us again that they 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 didn't do enough work with the strikers in January like Tyler Walker we're all fans of him Mm. league one he was brilliant but but to have him as the next next in line to to someone like Lewis Graham, I think it's a big big ask for him, big step up, and um, I, I would have imagined he would have been third choice striker. I know that um, Amiobi can do it, but but yeah, for him to be number two, not enough, I don't think.
0: We don't know, right? And as fans, we sat there. I don't know if you do this journey. You think, why is he giving him a rest? Why is he not playing? And and yes, Dimitri afterwards talks about. Getting some of those decisions wrong, as a player, both of you, Mm. were you ever pulled and told to have a rest during a a season, or is there a point where you stick your own hand up and say, you know, Mm. or is it the fact we're so driven by stats now and Mm. and how much everyone's running or not running or not doing? And it's
1: it's changed, but invariably, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you'd have been given a rest in the cup games, and I mean that's. It's a different conversation about the cup competition's been devalued. We're seeing it more and more now. But Mm. in the league games, no. Uh, Me and Adrian just been speaking Mm. off air, different league. But look at Sunderland at the moment. It's the same team every week. It's the same team every week. And and the conversation will probably crop up in a few weeks' time that some of these lads need a rest. Well, you know, not for me. If they're producing Mm. week after week, Mm. wrap them in cotton wool. Don't train. Mm. Don't train. That that was the thing for me. Mm. You know, if we were being asked to do quite strenuous sessions amongst these games that's when players have got a problem get them to go and have a little swim give them some time away from the place with the family afternoon in the jacuzzi you're ready
2: to go again that's that's good management when you just recognise someone needs a breather just give them two or three days off in the week Monday to Wednesday just say no I don't want to see you till Thursday you switch off Mm. mentally take your family away pop into the Leisure Centre have and have a, have a dip or something but but yeah it's.
0: I was uh, there with you then but you
1: can literally it's nice to have a feel of the ball maybe and, and the, the feeling of hitting the back of the net I used to like that mm. uh, maybe on a Friday before the game but you can walk through the majority of your tactical work and when there's so many games coming in close proximity and we're getting towards the real business end of the season, you need your time away and, and you need your recovery and the, the, the team if they're flying and they're, they've got momentum and they're full of confidence, keep picking the same
2: side it, It's not that the people who came in for the fullbacks were, were poor, No, it's just that they're not match up, they're not in tune in the same way as, as the guys that play every week.
0: That bit of elastic between them On to the fixtures then, uh, Wednesday night fixtures, age us all so we won't talk about those but why are the fixtures this weekend across the EFL interesting? Interesting Well because they correspond with the Open Weekends fixtures, so there should be a good measure of how teams have progressed, regressed, or indeed just gressed. Which sadly, it turns out it's not a word. Hull Swansea, Friday night football's back, back, back. Hasn't been away. We've had a run of them of late. Who wants to look at this one? Well,
2: I'm happy to discuss Hull. Uh, they've the got problems, big problems. Yeah. The morale is so low because they've lost their two star players. I think that the uneasy truce between the manager and the ownership and the fans has kind of gone now because of the decision to sell the star assets and to exacerbate the problem 12 players injured most of them defensive players and i think that that came came back to bite them last night battered by blackburn rovers uh, i know that sam saw blackburn against fulham at the weekend, bowl accounts. It, it could have been anything. It was three 0 So no, there are real problems. He, most of his first choice defence are out. I'm not sold on the goalkeeper. He made a mistake again last night. Uh, George Long. So, so I think that's an area that they might need to look at long term. But, but yeah, now Hull have got real problems. The only saving grace for them ahead of this game is that Swansea aren't exactly flying.
0: Yeah, there's uh, a little bit of news that Kane's going to miss the rest of the season as well. Herbie Kane's going to miss.
1: Oh, we
2: love Herbie Kane. <laughs> we love, we you love, love oh, last season on, oh, on Madison as well, I think Hull fans have already seen both sides of Marcus Madison. I think with Grzyzewski and Bowen, you always got industry and in-product. They, tr- they were workers as well as the, as the star men. Yeah. With Madison, I just think he's a bit... Is enigmatic the right word? He, he's a bit flaky. At the weekend on his debut, brilliant by all accounts, definitely their best player at Ewood Park. Really wasteful trying Hollywood passes. They weren't coming off, and and that I think is the difference. They've sold guaranteed end product, and they've got they've got themselves someone that will deliver, but certainly not every week.
0: Quick words Sam.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if Blackburn are beating Hull City three nil, um, Hull City must be in pretty pretty desperate state because I thought Blackburn were pretty woeful against Fulham at the weekend. But yeah, looking ahead to this one, Swansea last night against QPR, not a shot on target. And having recruited Brewster, very talented young player. And obviously Conor Gallagher, who was one of the the players of the first half season in the championship, you would say. He's not scored a goal since he's gone there. And last night playing quite deep alongside Matt Grimes. I think that just shows you that as much as I like Matt Grimes, I played alongside him, they're missing a real aggressive midfield player Swansea which would allow Grimesy to do what he does best and allow Connor Gallagher to go and play up higher far too deep last night in that game and I just think having all that pressure on those young players shoulders to get the goals to get them in the playoffs is going to prove too great Good point. and I imagine that Swansea are going to miss out this season and it's almost now or never for them they need to be winning those types of games against Hull City. We'll
0: get the odds from Joe in just a minute on, on promotion from the Championship. But West Brom Forest, given all that we've just said about Nottingham Forest and Lamucci and and who he did or didn't pick, well, they've had their chance to rest then.
2: Yeah, we'll see how fit these guys are, won't we? Um, I would imagine they'll all be back for this game. It's a huge one, isn't it? But but they've lost two of the last three. I, I know they beat Leeds, Forest, but but they, they were beaten, weren't they, by, by Birmingham... On the road, so so the momentum has sort of been checked, no doubt mm. about that. And and I just I just think West Brom have had a great January, really do. I think they did did terrific business in, in their recruitment with Robinson, Grzegi, and and, and, and PLTA Championship ready, aren't they? So was that so no, almost uh,
0: as important as the the couple of wins they. They just had as well, you know, the, the yeah. recruitment. In it
2: general. was a really professional performance, wasn't it, at Millwall? It could, it could have been one of those days wasn't it, with, the, with the Storm, Cara, where, where the, the fancy dance of West Brom might roll over I and think, not fancy I it, think if people
3: uh,
1: yeah. haven't been across what Gary Rowett's done in his first few weeks and months at Millwall, you would have been rubbing your hands together and expecting Mill just to batter yeah. West Brom. Yeah. Play good football now, yeah, it's Mill changed. And it was to their detriment in those conditions because West Brom yeah.
2: nicked the ball off them. But even so, they're the team with the stars in the Championship, West Brom. And... Yeah, we've all played in teams where you just sometimes don't really fancy it. The weather's, weather's not very nice. Really? It's an ugly game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you do don't you,
2: deliberately not fancy uh, no, it. No,
0: but do you look around the dressing room beforehand and think, no I, one's really No, you be. can
2: tell after 10 minutes I had normally. the game on on uh, <laughs> Sunday morning and
1: uh, my girlfriend was going, oh, it's dangerous. Gotta be off. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
2: it's like, what? I think she wanted me to put Sunday brunch on.
1: <laughs> Is
2: that still on? Goodness me. Have it go goes on for years? seven
1: hours, that does. That's your whole Sunday.
2: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the um, but no, I, th- I think that told us a lot about about the baggies, and um, I think they might back it up with a with a victory against against Forest. They've they've got an embarrassment of riches in the, in the wide areas and, and in attacking midfield positions, but it has reunited Bartley and Ajay at centre back, as we've I think sort of banged on about for a, for a while now, and uh, I don't think it'll be. Smooth, you know, smooth pathway to the Premier League, but but they're probably the
3: safest of any bets at the moment.
0: So who goes up with them then, Joe? Uh, are you backing up West Brom going up automatically?
3: Yeah, they're the favourites for promotion at one to four. Uh, Leeds, despite the the run that they're currently on, a two to seven. But mm-hmm. I think just before. <laughs> We went away. They were one to twelve. So two weeks ago, they were one to twelve for promotion. They're now two to seven. Brentford are four to five, third favourites for promotion. Imagine if Fulham get a result at Millwall tonight, uh, they may well go above them. They're currently five to four, fourth favourites, and Forest uh, a little way back at four to one.
0: I wonder how that may or may not change. Whatever happens with the West Brom Forest game, odds on that one too.
3: West Brom are uh, odds on favourites to win. Uh, they are 4-5 to five for the victory, Nottingham Forest 7-2. to two. Uh, So if you think that the players uh, being rested uh, in midweek for Forest will have a, a positive outcome, then that might be a, a bit of a tempter for you with the draw, 27-10. to 10.
0: And the odds on Hull, Swansea?
3: Ooh. On Friday? 0-0.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, well,
3: I mean, uh, you, what was that last Thank night? You. QPR, <laughs> QPR Swansea? 0-0. That was absolutely terrible. Was, yeah. I, I saw the first half of that, that was...
1: I just had the uh, reporter uh, down, my, down the line um, from Swansea and every time we went to him he was saying someone's tripped over the ball, there's a crisp packet <laughs> circling above head, someone's <laughs> just
3: gone down to the concourse for a wee, it didn't sound good. Not even the prospect of another pint in the pub could keep me watching that game. <laughs> so uh,
0: uh, odds on a game breaking out then between Hull and Swansea?
3: Uh, exactly, well the draw's 5-2 to two, which is quite a short price for, uh, for a draw at uh, Hull. At uh, nine to four, one of my mates is a Blackburn fan. Actually, he was texting me last night. saying, Hull were the worst team that he's seen this season play Blackburn with Swansea six to five to win away from home.
0: Joe. Well,
2: looking forward to that one. Can I just ask, Joe, do you expect any human beings to bet on Leeds United at two to seven for promotion? Genuinely, do you think that you would take money on that?
3: No, absolutely not.
2: No, I, <laughs> you need to change the odds
3: then. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think at the moment, even if they were. I think you'd be struggling to find people to back them at even money. Right, yeah. I'm still yeah. devastated
1: we didn't lump on Mitrovic to be top scorer yeah, all those months ago. Man, God, neck and neck d-
0: now, isn't d- d- Yeah.
1: <laughs> My favorite, yeah.
0: This and much more to come. Uh, the Championship looking swell then. Up next, the wonderful world of League One. Get great offers every day with William Hill. Join today and get £30 in free bets when you bet £10 using the promo code C30 whether you like great prices free bets or in play scoreboards william hill has you covered william hill is who you play with
1: promo code c30 new online customers only minimum 10 pound stake win only minimum odds one to two free bets paid as free 10 pound bets 30 day expiry free bet payment method player and country restrictions apply
0: Peterborough have moved into the automatic promotion places in League One. Another impressive win. Coventry kept up the pace with an 84th minute winner against Portsmouth. The sack race pointing out about Posh. Six League One wins on the spin. 64 goals scored into the automatics. And Darren Ferguson's Peterborough firing on all cylinders. The country's top scorers looking for that fourth promotion under the Scott. Elsewhere, Bolton nabbed the wonderfully named Tobias Phoenix as their head of footballing operations. So the Wanderers very much will be ruled by the Order of the Phoenix. Just for you, Joe. Harry Potter joke. And free the shrimp. Nile Rangers offered to come back and play for South End for free, saying he owes it to the fans. No, don't bother Nile. No? No. Not even for free? No. No. Uh, He spent, of course, 10 weeks in prison at His Majesty's pleasure when the uh, Shrimpers were last with him and they were last together. But 10 goals in 49 games for the Blues. Regularly fine, though, for poor timekeeping. Who wins out that one? And Marcus Mumford is a proud Womble.
4: Womble!
0: Brilliant, the work that the Dons are doing with their loan system. We'll have plenty more on that on the weeks to come. Tuesday night then, Coventry 1, Portsmouth 0, Wickham 0, Fleetwood 1, Wimbledon 0, It'swich 0. The three games we'll focus on. Either of you want to go to any of those?
2: I wouldn't mind talking about Coventry. I mean, tipped them for automatic promotion just, yeah. to, just a couple of weeks ago. And I think that even the Portsmouth fans in, on the, in the wake of this game were saying the same thing, like, but Coventry look a good, good bet. In this game, by all accounts, it was a fairly ugly match, mm. and conditions weren't weren't great. The pitch is is starting to get a bit bobbly at St Andrews, and and I'd like to give Mark Robbins and ADV Vasher a bit of credit here. I think they tailored their team selection to the conditions. I don't know if you've experienced this before as a, as a player, Sam, where where you don't always see the best. Players or the best 11 out there but you, you look at it and you think Hang, it, this one's going to be a really scrappy game so we'll take out one or two of the, the sort of creative talents and, and it was it's just
0: funny how simple that sounds mm. but how many managers don't do that Oh d- d- yeah
2: loads won't think to do it but I, I think that might have been what happened here Westbrook and Shipley were on the bench um, you had um, the, the strikers as well Godden came off the bench to score BMU was was sub as well that's four excellent players to have in reserve, and just by all accounts, they, they defended brilliantly, McFadzine, um again, really good with Higham at the back, and, and the wing-backs, the one that's caught my eye is, is the right wing-back, Fancati Daba, I think he's been really good this season, um, always seems to contribute mm. going forward, and I think he was, he was good defensively, and of course, on the other side, McCallum is the boy that, that's been signed by Norwich, and loan back, so he's, he's clearly got a lot of talent. So now look, everything's Rosie Vikov and this is a massive win against a Portsmouth team that I think had been unbeaten in nine, so so yeah, good times for the Sky Blues.
0: We're going to hear from Nigel Clough in just a bit, talking um, that 2-2 with Burton and, and Oxford United. A quick word on, on Peterborough though, Sam?
1: Yeah, the, the other form side at the moment, mm. I mean you have to look at the results, doesn't take an idiot, scored four in the last three games, and reshuffled the the system, spoke about it a couple of times. They lost at Wimbledon narrowly and since then changed the, the formation to this 3-4-3 and they've pretty much resoundingly beaten everyone in their way. And and Schmodix, I just scratch my head as to why he can be affecting things at Bristol City at the moment. He's been that good creatively for Peterborough since he's gone there. Goals and assists... And um, that's something that severely looked to be lacking at Bristol City for large portions of this season. Um, there will but, be
0: those that will say, oh, 4-0 Southend.
1: Yeah, but 4-0 against Oxford, 4-1 mm-hmm. against away at Ipswich. Um, I just think he's a talented little player. They've called Patterson back Bristol City from his loan at Derby. He's had an effect, but Smoddix is that type of player. Last night, two defenders missing. So I thought that mm-hmm. Southend would have a... Not a chance of winning the game, but it may be a tighter affair. And um, the players that came in last night for, for Peterborough, it was um, Mason and, uh, and Bennett and Beavers was the back three. Nathan Thompson suspended another comfortable victory. And, mm. and Ivan Tony is running away with a golden boot in that division. And, and for my money, he's been the best player at that level by a considerable distance
0: the only difficulty to factor into everything when we get the the promotional from you Joe in just a minute is that no one's played the same amount of games mm. and there's three in hand here or two they've played more there which goes against it oh, but Peterborough are up to, to second just a point behind Rotherham, who have played two games less let's rattle on to Burton Albion they're 2-2 with Oxford United Nigel Clough Burton manager whose side conceded in stoppage time Last night, uh, we'll start on that. We'll start on the negatives, first of all. How much is it a a coach killer? What happened and and coming back and them coming back and and then the 2-2 in the end?
4: Devastating because of the manner in which it happened. Whenever you concede late on, it feels like a defeat. And it certainly did last night. And uh, we've done it too many times this season. And it's the reason why we're halfway down the league and not uh, challenging for the top six at the moment. We've conceded too many late goals. And uh, when you get to sort of mid-February, we should have eradicated those sorts of mistakes that were made last night.
0: A positive, though, Jamie Murphy. What impact has, has he had on this squad?
4: Oh, brilliant! Uh, we, when we heard that we might have a, a small chance of bringing him in, uh, we just we wanted everything. We just did everything we could uh, to get him down here. I think he scored three and five now or something, and he's a he's a game-changing player. Um, he did it. He did the same at Sheffield United when we were there, and uh, we're extremely lucky to have him uh, in our squad in League One because he's at least a Championship player, uh, and he's proved that. But coming back from injury, he just wanted to come somewhere that he knew. That he knew the people and uh, he was guaranteed to play and say so, so 17 months—a long time to be out—but he's back enjoying his football again, and scoring goals. So that's that's brilliant. It'll set him up for next season wherever he goes.
0: So you don't think he'll, he'll stay with the club next season?
4: We would love him to, but I think he's got a year left at Rangers. Yeah. And I think in, in this sort of form as well, uh, I'm sure they'll be keeping an eye on him and thinking he can do a job for them. Uh, if not, I would think a championship club at the very least.
0: Yeah, don't worry about that. I'm sure he was trending Rangers way last night on social media. Everyone was talking <laughs> about him. That I mean, that's the positive of the transfer window and, and what you've managed to do. Liam Boyce is kind of the other side of that, isn't he? I, I know you talked about the player holds all the aces and, and what you couldn't do. How much of a s- frustration... Was that and him going and you not able to hang on to him?
4: Well, we pretty much knew it would happen if somebody came in with a reasonable offer when he's got four or five months left on his contract. Then, uh, as a club and the financial position that we're in, uh, then he was he was going to go. But it is it is frustrating. It's it's one of those of uh, being a small club like Burton Albion in League One and uh, you know our crowd last night's less than 3000 and i think the majority of uh, conference clubs get bigger crowds than us yeah. uh, so it just is just uh, it's not a criticism that's just the size of the club that we are so it's a practical problem uh, you know we, we don't have outside investment so we we live within our means uh, and the club has been very successful doing that for for 25 years while the chairman's been here
0: yeah i know ben and you have both been quite open about that you're transparent about that but at what stage does that stop you being the manager you want to be is it inhibiting you now with what you want to do
4: yeah because I think you ask every manager at any level and they'd like another player or two and like spend a little bit of money and and those supporters would like that too um, but you know re- the realist realism of the situation is that we can't do that. So we get on, I think, in our squad now, we've only got one player that's that's cost money for the club and that's Lucas Akins, who cost about £20,000 eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we have to work very hard with our academy, we have to work very hard with our recruitment, especially in the loan market, uh, to be competitive at this level.
0: You, you've not hidden from the fact that you are ambitious. Does that mean that you're actively seeking a, a job elsewhere as at this stage?
4: No, not actively seeking. Uh, but if one comes up, and you know, the chairman said all along, you know, he wouldn't stand in our way, and he's been brilliant uh, over the years uh, like that. But uh, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be, uh, I think, of a, a reasonable job to, to tempt us away from here, because we work with one of the best chairmen in the country, mm. uh, and we're allowed to get on and do our jobs and manage. And I think that's why Gary Rowett went on, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank went on, because when you start here, you're allowed to manage and to do your job.
0: Or, or without doubt, but I guess the problem is you've got to wait for a club to come in and, and have a word about taking you, haven't you? If, if you're not actively seeking. So has that happened? or, or If it hasn't, what do you think stopping it?
4: No, I don't know. I think Sunderland made an inquiry uh, when their vacancy came up uh, a few months ago, but that didn't uh, go in around the end. I think uh, they got Phil Parkinson in, so it would take, I think, a situation like that. And I think for, for other clubs maybe to recognise the situation in which we work in here uh, which is which is tough you know with the financial restrictions uh, but we keep trying to put good teams on the pitch that play football yeah. we, uh, it doesn't always work <laughs> i have to say uh, but we try and play good football we try and get good honest players on the pitch uh, and hopefully we'll see where that leads
0: what's it going to take then to take that club back to the championship is it more investment is it you know a, a bit of luck on your side
4: Yeah, certainly a bit of that uh, to have a season where everybody stays fit. You know, you keep your squad intact and things like that. But the club may never make it back to the championship. It was an absolute miracle that they got there in the first place and survived for a year. Uh, So it might never make it back. And even if we survive in League One, that is a success for the size of the club that we are. And, uh, you know, the ground that we've got, you know, holds less than 7,000 people it was built for the conference and yeah. maybe the dream, maybe the dream of football league one day and then we find ourselves you know not many years later in the in the championship. It was a really pinch yourself time. Uh, so it may it may not happen again. Uh, but the good thing is that the chairman will stick by his principles uh, and keep running the club in the same way.
0: Oh, God, I'm the first to shout the sustainability model. It's exactly what clubs should should doing. But is that the only way that a club like Burton, I had this chat with Lee Johnson at, at Bristol City, we've seen Brentford do it. You have to go from that sort of selling club into a hanging on to your players club. that is a tipping point, isn't there, where you have to decide what you want to do?
4: That's it. And and imagine the Cup success, the, the difference that that makes. Yeah. If you can have a run in the Cup, then that, you know, getting knocked out in January to Northampton in the third round was a major financial blow to us. If we hadn't have been and we'd have gone on and got a draw and maybe got a TB or something, then it might have resulted in us hanging on to Liam Boyce and you know, and doing a bit more business. That Those sorts of things have got to go your way, I think, to make a difference for, for clubs like ourselves.
0: I just don't get it. I don't get why another club hasn't come in for you. But that, that, I'm sure that will happen this <laughs> this club though at, at the end of the season where do you think you'll be
4: in terms of league position yeah I'd like to think we can uh, get in the top half and we're not too far off the uh, off the top six. We actually got in it a few weeks ago and since then I think we've drawn four. Only lost one, but we've had four draws and we've been ahead in two of those games and we should have won them. Uh, so we, we might find ourselves a little bit short, but all the time we're getting the young players' experience on the pitch. Last night there was a few playing um, and that will do them good for next season. Nigel Clough then
0: talking to us, quite open about the fact that you think Sunderland came in and had a word for him that didn't work out but also that he's not actively seeking employment elsewhere but clearly he has ambitions still to be managing higher
2: yeah and I think we all have ambitions to 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 be the best that we can be so I why has it that. not happened why has it not happened it's it's, it's a good question I think Have we seen a massive improvement at Burton? I I like Nigel Clough. I rate him. Have have they leveled out a little bit over the last few years? I haven't seen a huge improvement. He's had to sell players, of course. Mm. I think what what might have held him back is what happened under the previous regime where where, where Rowett did get them through the leagues on, on a tight budget and Hasselbank sort of finished the job. Because they did it once, maybe everybody expects him to to do it again. I, I don't know. I, I think he's a really good manager, plays lovely football. My my one minor criticism of of Nigel down the years is that not always felt he's got a plan B. But but no, look, I'm I'm sure. Other clubs would be interested if Sunderland were. That 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 shows you the level he's operating at. But it's unusual, isn't it, for a gaffer in a job mm. to be so open. So, uh, so well, well done you, Caroline, for for getting that out of him.
0: No, I, I guess it's the relationship he clearly has with Ben Robinson, yeah. isn't it? And then yeah. the openness and the transparency that that they have equally with the the fans. Yeah. This is yeah. what we've got. This is our yeah. lot. This no is hideous. what, what we're dealing.
1: Well, I think give or take, he's done sixteen years mm. at Burton yeah. across two spells. So. You have to have the the trust of the owner and a a good relationship. Wrongly or or rightly, I think it's uh, a little bit maybe snooty of of owners elsewhere who think that potentially Nigel Clough's had his day and that this is maybe his ceiling now, that that's his level. um, And it's about, you know, employing the likes of Lamouchi and and people like that from, from other leagues and trying to play a nicer brand of football. That said, Burton, I think, do play a nice brand. They're quite set in that four-three-three, but it's very nice on the eye. The The midfields always impress me. And you're working a little bit with one arm behind your back. They've had to let Boyce go recently up to, to Hearts, and they've not really replaced him. They've got Kwame in, who I think was uh, at Doncaster. Kwame Thomas, sorry, he was at Doncaster early part of this season. But it's not really a like-for-like change. So, yeah, you're not working with bundles of money. And we know he's done a terrific job in consolidating them at at this level, considering they were non-league, you know, when he first started.
0: Burton sitting 12th then in in League One. Of course, the, the other fixtures around. They face Ipswich, just outside those playoff positions at the moment. All these teams, actually, when we've seen where they were... Uh, early on in the season where they've dropped to and then bouncing around again it, it it's not really going to level out until they've all played the same
2: no, they might fancy themselves at burton at ipswich. ipswich not not in sensational form are they burton did not win great at, at home either. yeah burton did win at sunderland they won at oxford i think they drew at fratton park as well so so they've they've got the capability uh scott fraser is that is this is one of the standouts for me I'd as part of the left wingers uh, the left footers club. I'm a fan of his he, he contributes some great goals, great assists with that, that left peg. So yeah, look, if Ipswich aren't on, on it but and have the, the tools, don't they, to to cause an upset there.
0: Is that also the same as how I like to see tall women do well because I'm part of the Six Foot Club? <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. It might be. Yeah. Right yeah.
1: I love nothing more than um Right Said Fred churning
0: out a good tune. <laughs> 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 when was the last Right Said Fred good tune? Another discussion. Uh, so, Ipswich Burton, Portsmouth, Shrewsbury mm. as well, mm. one of the other key fixtures from the weekend.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, important for Portsmouth to get back going. Disappointment in that defeat last night. Talking about resting players, he gave Ellis Harrison a, a rest last night, who I think has been very good mm. in recent weeks and been preferred to... John Marquis as the number nine. I thought that was a slightly strange decision, but they've got an incredible run of games, Portsmouth coming up, and they've played 11 games already this year, and it is Saturday, Tuesday until the end of March now, so those factors included, I think, into Kenny Jackett's argument. You can understand why he did that. Andy Cannon's been a big plus for them as well. He wasn't available last night, so very tight game. But the form that they've been in, the amount of goals they've been scoring from set pieces, I'm not going to be turned away from Portsmouth after one defeat against probably, in my mind, the best footballing team in the division, Commentary.
2: Yeah, I think they'll beat Shrewsbury. I mean, Shrewsbury, they're on a rotten run. They've not won since December the 21st. They did brilliantly last night, I thought, to have 21 shots on goal. And none of them hit the target. Isn't that a remarkable stat? What an achievement. 21 shots and not one. Test the goalkeeper. is absolutely mad, really. You can't fancy them because, because of the form. But also away from home, I, I looked at the stats. Nine of their away games, they've failed to score. That's, that's a problem, isn't it? And, and yeah, they don't, they don't have a leading scorer, really. Cummings is their top marksman on four in the league and you look at the creators Wally has four assists no one else has got more than two so you've got to look at the players at the top end of the pitch mm. and say have they delivered for Sam Ricketts the answer is no Ricketts himself I think is, um, is on edge some of the things he's coming out with in the media are questionable maybe and, and the fans I did hear were on his back last night uh, when they lost to Accrington. so um, I'm not saying they, they're going to make a change but I think Sam Ricketts is a bit rattled at the moment
0: Guy, oh, it's a hard job, isn't it? Being a football manager. Portsmouth, Shrewsbury, uh, Burton with the Ipswich game. Joe Critty, which way do they go?
3: You won't be surprised to hear that Portsmouth are favourites, and odds on to beat Shrewsbury at four to seven. Shrewsbury a massive five to one to win, and the draw three to one. And uh, Ipswich, your odds on to beat Burton, surprisingly enough. Uh, just a shade below evens at 19 to 20, uh, with Burton 29 to 10, and the draw 12 to 5.
0: And that caveat, I'll reiterate it some playing 30, some playing 29, 32, 31, wherever you are, promotion odds too.
3: Yeah, it's mad. Every team seems to be in great form at the moment, certainly the ones that are pushing for the automatic spots uh, in League 1. Uh, Rotherham are odds on for promotion at 2 to 5, but then behind them Portsmouth and Coventry are both even money, Peterborough 6 to 4 Sunderland a fraction of a point behind at 13 to 8 with Ipswich uh, who are, are probably looking for that last playoff spot 4 mm. to 1.
0: League 1 you are done, League 2 is you up next. Today's show is sponsored by The Athletic, a subscription-based sports news site for real fans. Through in-depth coverage from local writers on every team like Phil Hay and Nancy Frostick, to national writers you already know, like David Ornstein and Amy Lawrence, The Athletic is setting a new standard for sports news there are no ads apart from this one pop-ups or clickbait just great sports writing that tells you the story behind the story exclusive player profiles deep dives on analytics team power rankings and fantasy sport insights you won't find anywhere else each subscriber gets a personalized feed of stories live writer Q&As podcasts and more that's the writer being alive not dead but also live writer Q&A's. Just download the Athletic app, pick your favourite teams, the Athletic will begin surfacing all the latest on the players and the storylines that should matter to you. Ready to get started? For 40% off a yearly subscription to the Athletic, go to theathletic.com league. That's theathletic.com slash league for your 40% off in conjunction with us.
3: This is the Totally Football League Show with Caroline Barker.
0: League two then and the top four all picked up maximum points on Tuesday. Exeter 5-1 over Oldham, Crew, 2-1 over Crawley, Northampton 0, Swindon 1, Salford 2, Plymouth 3. But Colchester United lost to Ian Holloway's Grimsby. Elsewhere, Port Vale had two cents off, but FGR couldn't beat them. 3-2 that finished. In the battle to avoid the drop, Morecambe leapfrogged Macclesfield with a 2-0 win at the Globe Arena. Salford 2, Plymouth three, uh, Wilson equalising twice, Uh, but then it wasn't to be.
1: Yeah, it should prove to be a good signing. Been up at Aberdeen, I think, and and not scoring with any regularity, but it's a player with uh, unquestioned caliber, considering you know he came through at Manchester United, and I'm sure he'll get goals. But mm. you know that's a very good victory for for Plymouth, considering they've had a big journey to to Colchester and soundly beaten, well thumped in the first half at the weekend. Sarsavich, by all accounts, magnificent with a brilliant goal uh, and an assist. He's got ten now for the season. The Manchester Messi, according to the uh, local papers last night, but been very important and. Got to remember with Plymouth, they're they're doing all this without a really recognised front one or even front two. Mm. Um, Jeff got the lad who's come back from non-league. Mm. Uh, as I was saying earlier about uh, about Swansea, you know that's a big expectation and a, a lot of weight to carry for a young player to get the goal. So I think Dom Telford's back in training now. He should add to the options in in that area. And um, the problem seems to have been. Defensively, down the left hand side for Plymouth. Certainly, Harriet had an absolute field day for Colchester at the weekend, and McFadshan's back fit now, played left of the uh, back three last night. And I think just solving that issue defensively for Plymouth is going to be encouraging moving forward. But I think we know with Plymouth, if you allow them to play, yeah. they can really hurt you. And I think Salford were guilty of that a little bit last mm-hmm. night, you know, looking ahead to the to The weekend, in which is a, a huge game against Crew. yeah. We'll
0: get on to that one in just a minute. But you're right about the attitude mm. to go to Colchester United to get a bit of a stuff and then mm. to switch it around and go to says a lot about there where they'll be come the end oh, of the season, either whether the they get automatic, yeah. Or, they've or, got
2: ability, but yeah. if you marry that ability with with a good good team ethic, uh, and spirit and resilience, then, then you, you've got the magic formula, haven't you? Um, did you see the goal from um. Charles Vernon, the the hat trick Yeah, last, what a goal that was! I mean, it was a seventy yard run. Would you say? I think it was seventy. Slant, talking about Messi, yeah. Vernon was 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 Messi like, and that was the goal to get his hat trick. I mean, this is a, this is a lad who was on loan at Chorley in November before Christmas. He was playing in the National League, so um, yeah, quite quite remarkable, really, his turnaround scoring. Plenty of goals, five in eight appearances under Ian Holloway before Holloway took over. Five in fifty-seven, so uh, yeah, decent, decent turnaround for Mr. Vernon. And, and and Grimsby as a whole are just um, playing with more abandon, aren't they? Five or six changes uh, by Holloway for that game, and and they still won it, fifteen points from a possible 27 under the new gaffer. That is promotion form. And you have to cast your mind back to where Grimsby were before he took over. I think that they'd gone, and this is a stat I reference on the show, 11 matches where they hadn't scored more than one.
0: Mm.
2: Yet they're scoring goals for fun now. So so it's amazing, isn't it, uh, the difference uh, a change can make?
0: I was trying to think, hopefully, Abby, the voice of God, can help me out with that. Uh, someone actually tweeted us in to assess Holloway, Andrew, thank you, Abby. Andrew, who who got in touch with us about about that, how would you assess in Holloway so far at Grimsby?
1: Well, it's been about the goals, hasn't it? Getting a a team that were very limp in attack going again. Scored 13 goals in the eight games. Uh, Previously scored 13 in the the 18 games before he took charge. So the numbers are there. Um, We spoke you know, in really good terms of the options Grimsby had early part of the season. Mm. Um well, though some of those players, I think Ogbu's not even at the club anymore. So it's it's the players he's brought in as well. It's players like Hansen who he's kind of revitalized, Billy Clark coming in as well, and obviously vernon who who Adrian just uh, gave you some stats on, has um really discovered some form under Ali. But I think it's it's more than that, isn't it? I mean we can get a little bit carried away about the personality of Ian Holloway and stuff like that because he's a he's a very good football manager. But he's really got that community going, hasn't he? And you just have to look at the numbers of the Grimsby fans that are travelling to the away games. It's unbelievable. The, the atmosphere, I think it was Bradford the other day, looks sensational. and The goals are going in. They've got a real away following and that's the potential of that club in that
2: area. When I played um, back in the... Late 90s at that level. Grimsby was always one of the hardest places to go. It was always a, a really, really tough ground, tough away trip. The atmosphere was always really loud. So, no, he's tapped into something for sure.
0: Yeah, got them back out there. Oldham Forest Green Rovers and Plymouth Crew, the two fixtures to have a little look ahead to this weekend.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Sam's talk, talked about Plymouth. I think it's a great game, isn't it? Uh, Plymouth at home to Crew. Carl mind back to the opening weekend. Crew nil, Plymouth 3. It was quite... Quite the start for 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 the southwest side, so there'll be a bit of revenge in the air. What I like about Crew, there's a lot to like about Crew, the fast football, but it's oh, it not the place. It's, I was just no, no, no. Well, it's saying. a good. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very well known uh, pit stop, isn't it? On yeah, on I've journeys north.
0: Very nice couple of hours spent in Crew.
2: Have you? Hmm. I don't. I never played at Crew, as it happens. I'm um, just thinking about well, it.
0: Maybe uh, come out retirement just just for that. Yeah. Don't
1: bother covering a game there because it's about 200 mm. foot in the air all the way
2: to the yeah, radio quite, gantry, Adrian. Yeah, high stand, Swermed yeah. that one. A good fish and chips, though, hey, mate.
0: There's,
3: yeah. The, yeah, there's a great chippy opposite the is train there? station.
2: There yeah. he is. Good knowledge, good knowledge. Love it. I'm always on the train to Crew, but I get off yeah, halfway there. Um, I'll tell you what I like about him is that it's their way. They didn't change it for the opponents. It's always 4-3-3. It's always... Four, three, three. It's always Fast football, uh, good movement. Charlie Kirk, who I don't think we probably give enough love to, 13 assists this season. That's incredible, isn't it? And uh, he's chipped in with six goals as well. He, I think, typifies their their style of player, a, a quick, quick player. That moves the ball really smoothly, and, and yeah, they're, they're great to watch. And, and it should be for sure the game of the game of the weekend in League Two. I'm
1: going to give you two lines. Mm. Go on, um, it's going to be a brilliant game because, mm. like I just said about Plymouth, if they're afforded the luxury to, to play a little bit, they're very expansive, and, and we know Crew mm. uh, are very good playing between the lines. Got some very talented players. Ryan Hardy, seven appearances for Plymouth Argyle, four of them as substitute. Three starters in the four games he's come on in, he's scored four goals.
0: So, mm-hmm. do you start him on the bench or start him on the pitch? <laughs>
2: Bring him on for twenty minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having big duck, having been, a good, that's a good start. <laughs> having picked duck crew, by the way, they haven't beaten anyone away from home in the top half. So that there is like that that missing link for them against the best teams on the road. Are they a bit of a soft touch? Maybe. Mm but I think this will be a good football match and that will suit them.
0: He doesn't like being outstatted though no. you, does no, he? I'm not it. He doesn't like it. Yours was the best stat, Sam. It was good, I'm wasn't it? That. Oh, I love that. that, mate. Ah, one killer stat from Oldham Forest Green Rovers. And the reason we're not spending a lot of time on this, which sounds daft, mm-hmm. but I do want to go in depth on Oldham. I saw David Conn's piece in the Guardian about them lurching towards another crisis. Six changes in manager from the start of the 2018-19 season to now. Six. Six. We will... Hopefully next week have a a much more in-depth look at Oldham, but just briefly on this game.
1: I'm glad you did that because it's exactly what I was going to reference, but I think David Conn is probably better at uh, (laughs) describing it 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 than me. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, going into a crisis, it's been a crisis for a a number of years at that club. Dino Marmaria blaming the pitch last night at Exeter for that 5-1 reverse uh, when his Mm. centre-half, David Wheater, was sent off early on in that game. I think the players have to take a bit of responsibility and the manager... At the moment. And this is Mm. off the back of a pretty good run. I think they went six unbeaten. They thumped a couple of teams, Bradford included, Mm. at Boundary Park. In Johnny Smith, they've got a very good loanee from Bristol City. He's got 10 goals now. Things were looking pretty good. And yes, it's Crew that they've lost that. And it's Exeter that they've lost that. But he went back to a 4-5-1 in both of these games after playing 4-4-2. And preaching that this was the way forward. And the goalkeeper... De La Paz who's uh, it's his second spell at the club all over the place last night and he's a young 18 year old on the bench but I think this has been happening over the last few weeks so no real trust in the goalkeeper. Wheat is going to be suspended now. And I look at the team and they don't really have an out-and-out centre-forward. So when you're playing against Crew, and you're playing against Exeter, more so against Crew, and you're coming under and increasing pressure against one of the top sides in the division, you need an outlet. They've got too many number 10s who want to come towards the ball.
2: And that's a big problem when you're playing away from home mm. under the cosh. Interesting, yeah. I mean, both teams need to win. Forest Green, just glad to get away from uh their home pitch aren't they five home losses in a row um yeah defending really poorly mark cooper's getting very stressed out i think he's under pressure i think he'll lose this game and i'm not saying that they're going to look to make the change but but he's he's one of those gaffers that i think is is starting to look over his his shoulder uh, i don't i don't know what's gone wrong I, I don't see them every week but but i look at the number of loan players they've they've had and got they've had eight loan signings this season You can only obviously use a certain amount on a matchday squad. It's too many, in my opinion. It is too many. Because most lone players don't fully invest in the the team. They're there for themselves, really, in their own development. Sometimes it's, it's different. But to have so many that... Don't belong to you, I don't think is 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 entirely health healthy. So um, yeah, d- uh, difficult times for them.
0: Welcome to my world. I think we've had about fifty-two loanies at Chelmsford this season, but that's another story. Uh, odds then on promotion, Miami Joe.
3: Sam will be pleased to hear that Swindon are one to nine for promotion now. Uh, crew two to nine, Plymouth four to eleven. So all odds on uh, for those sides there. Exeter two to five as well. Colchester five to two. Cheltenham three to one. Uh Northampton 4-1, Bradford 7-1. Uh, so all very tight in the betting there for the uh the, the teams from fifth down.
0: And those couple of games then looking ahead to this weekend, Oldham Forest Green, Plymouth crew.
3: Uh, Forest Green favourites to win away, six to four, Oldham nine to five for the win uh, with the draw two to one. And Plymouth are slight favourites to win this one, 29 to 20, against Crew, who are 17 to 10 with a draw, 5 to 2.
0: Thank you, Joe, my Miami Vice, although that sounds wrong if your girlfriend's <laughs> listening. He wasn't. I mean, he. Isn't, she won't be. No. Uh, good. Then he is my Miami Vice. <laughs> That's all from us until next week when the EFL will carry on carrying on. Sam, thank you. Adrian, thank you. Joe and your wonderful girlfriend, thank you again. Uh, listeners, thank you. We'll speak again soon. Just end it, Abby. Just end it.
1: You've been listening to The Totally Football League Show, a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddynewsmedia.com. Keep up to date with everything across our Totally Football network at The Totally Show on Twitter and make sure you check out our brand new website too, thetotallyfootballshow.com.
3: Of the Totally Scottish Football Show And if you like football You're gonna love Scottish football It's not all just Stevie G and Scott Brown up here No, because we talk about all of the Scottish football And geez, oh it's great There's actually a title race this year in the Premiership Stevie G will be hoping not to slip up again Hearts are tearing each other a new one Motherwell are doing, well... Well they're doing well So if you like your football to be competitive Have a title race And a ton of drama off and on the pitch The Totally Scottish Football Show Is most definitely for you Grab Scottish Football by the boys Just like Ryan Christie did And listen to the Totally Scottish Football Show Available everywhere Even in England
0: Marine's Media.